when I was in the midst of my anxiety, I do what we all do. I go online and I start the research process. And one name I came across, and I'm going to guess, it probably sounds familiar to you as well, is Barry McDonough. You know what you know who I'm talking about? M C D O N A G H. He has several different programs. One is called Panic Away. Another one is Dare. This is a book. I think that stands for let's see, diffuse, allow, run toward, and engage. It's kind of a four-step process or motto that helps someone move toward anxiety. So anyway, as I'm thinking about the podcast this week and I'm I'm asking myself, you know, there are so many programs and I want to highlight people's stories like Jim Folk and and shine a light on the tools that exist out there. So I'm on Amazon. I'm reading some reviews about D.A.R.E. And I scroll down and there is this analysis, this great breakdown about Barry, the, the programs, the book, and as, as well as what they used to get through anxiety. So my, as, as always, my goal is that you find this information helpful, maybe even dare I say we have some fun today, shall we? I, let's do it. And, uh, and then continue to move toward your own process through anxiety. So, let's uh, let's let's hear our good friend Barry. I've got him queued up. Barry, now you've actually suffered from anxiety and panic attacks when you were younger. Yeah, I mean that guy there was me. I was lying on my bedroom suffering from panic attacks just like him. Um, it's terrifying mm. if you suffer from a panic attack. You think that your heart is going to stop. You you feel like you can't breathe. Mm. Um, it's really, really, it, it just takes over your life. And then it becomes this fear of fear. You fear the next panic attack happening. Mm. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between worry? Okay. I'm going to, thanks, Barry. And to comment on that, did you hear what he said? You, the fear becomes about the fear. What I see out there is some of the programs offer one tool, and that's responding to the fear. And then you move through panic. So here's what that does. Okay. What that does is helps you with the fear of the fear. What it does not do is address what got you to a fear standpoint to a, your body on such a heightened alert that we, we are in panic. So in addition to being able to manage a panic attack and get out of the fear of the fear, that doesn't address what got us there? So we need to do additional work. Anyway, love his accent. <laughs> uh, seems like a really nice guy. On his website, let's go back to the D.A.R.E. program. Okay. He, okay, panic away. Here we go. Here we are. Barry McDonough. Here he is. He says, my name is Barry Joseph McDonough. Believe it or not, I was the last guy in the world you would expect to experience a panic attack or general anxiety. So laid back he might fall over, is how people describe me. Then about to start college, I experienced a spontaneous panic attack. I'm sitting in church close to the front when my heart suddenly started pounding like a, a, a bass, bass drum in my chest. What is going on? I, I think to myself as this awful sense of fear and dread swept over me. Could it be possible, Barry, that the preacher was talking about hell and existence? Because that can, that can scare a lot of us. In any case, am I having a heart attack, Barry says, I say to myself. My heart started pounding so hard, I, I really thought it might explode and I would die. My chest began to feel really tense and my breathing felt restricted like I am I'm in church and I'm suffocating so I needed to get out immediately I excuse myself I walk outside for fresh air hoping hey this this is going to take care of it this is going to do it I thought about getting an ambulance to rescue me because the really crazy thing was that I was too embarrassed too embarrassed to ask a passerby for help. The embarrassment stopped me. About 15 minutes go by and the panic attack subsided. And again, I didn't know it was a panic attack. Okay, So I went home 
really shaking from the experience. I felt like I just, I don't know what happened, but I just had this brush with death. Nowhere felt safe. I began to fear if this would happen again and the anticipation of a panic attack was enough to bring another panic attack on. For example, I would be at the cinema, boom, panic attack. I'm at a lecture. I'm driving in my car. Anywhere outside of my comfort zone, which was my home, felt unsafe. I only felt safe at home. That was my safe place. Uh, pause, let me jump out. We, yeah, Barry, you know, and if we end up constricting ourselves to just home, that actually causes anxiety to get, to get worse. So I'm not saying... I'm not suggesting to just carry on with life without making any adjustments, but we don't get to just sit in our room or our house because ultimately that causes way more problems. In addition to panic, back to Barry, I develop general anxiety and moved in to a state of anxiety just 24-7. And this is when my life changed completely. I went from being a totally laid-back guy, to someone who's afraid to even go to the bank. This anxiety made me feel on edge all the time, and there were only a few moments when I felt relaxed. And there is a picture of Barry uh, standing, looks like on a stage, talking to a group. He continues, So it reaches a point where I knew I had to get help, but being a typical Irish male, I resisted asking anybody for help or going to see my doctor. So the thing is, I'm afraid what people might think. That's it. And I was terrified of also being diagnosed with some other kind of mental illness. Okay, Barry, what, I, what I'm hearing you say is what stopped you is the fear of the, the person's response. Like they're going to see you, they're going to be aware, and they're going to think you have problems. And then there's also a fear about you've got, you, you've got an illness, a mental illness. Yeah, I've been there. Okay, so Barry, here he is. I resolved I had to find a solution on this, and maybe even on my own, because <laughs> as you know, I'm not going to reach out. So I, I began to research the different treatment for anxiety. This period of research was incredibly frustrating and disappointing. All the advice I was getting was, here's, here's what they said, take medication, try therapy, that would help me cope and manage the panic attacks and anxiety. So I didn't want to just cope with this the rest of my life. I wanted to end it. And every book seemed to have the exact same breathing exercises and coping strategies, all designed to distract me in the moment of panic. Let me tell you something. Anyone who has experienced a panic attack or high anxiety knows that deep breathing and distraction is not going to stop a real panic attack. That's like closing the gate after the horses have bolted. It doesn't work. But only people who have experienced anxiety know this. I think the main problem with all of the literature out there is that it's written from an academic point of view and not from firsthand experience of someone who's been there and done that. And with exception of Dr. Claire Weeks, this name's going to come up again. Barry says, I'm looking for someone to say, look, do this right, then do this, and follow up with this. Something simple, I could apply and stop feeling so scared all the time. All I got was jargon and coping tools. I had a hunch, even then, that all this is wrong, that teaching people to cope and fight against the anxiety was the wrong approach. And the answer for Barry comes from something unorthodox. He does something. He tries, going back to Barry, I decided to ignore all the advice I was reading and try much more radical approach based on how I observed the panic anxiety manifesting. So... During my next panic attack, I turned everything on its head and had the most amazing insight ever. I discovered that the panic could in fact be short-circuited by doing some 
the complete opposite of what everyone was telling me. Not fighting the anxiety. Excuse me, let me say that again. By not fighting the anxiety, I could free myself from it. By not fighting, I could I could have freedom from it with the right m- mental maneuvers. And guess what? It worked. It worked fast. I immediately started putting myself in situations that would trigger panic attacks. And I couldn't even bring one on. That's how effective this new approach I was using was. Okay, pause. Barry, listen. Um, this is not a new approach. Okay, the, uh, Victor Frankl mentions this approach in... Um, Man's search for meaning, and it's the it's the paradoxical intention. I believe Claire Weeks, as you referred to earlier, says the same thing. This is not a new approach, but I will say, when I was when I was going through my panic, you it didn't come up a lot, and I'm guessing that because you're really smart, obviously you're an incredibly savvy business person, and um, that that you found some of these techniques through this research. Okay. This is my guess. It's not new, and yes, it is effective. So back to Barry. Over the coming months, I refined into a technique that was easy to apply, then added in components to tackle the general anxiety too. Within a very short period of time, my panic, listen, it was gone. And the general anxiety that has been stalking me daily just lifted. The technique became known as the 21-7 technique. So Barry says, I formulated all of this into one easy-to-use program called Panic Away. The rest is history. Panic Away has gone on to become one of the most successful programs for training panic attacks and general anxiety today. So he goes on to talk about the results. We've touched over 150,000 people. And there is a mission statement. This is cool. Let's see here. A mission statement, mission, wait, 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 mission 2021. Okay. That is why we've created mission 2018. Our goal is to reach 1 million people suffering from anxiety by the end of 2021 and create so many amazing success stories that the medical establishment has to take notice. If we can transform enough lives, a tipping point will be reached that will propel this approach into mainstream therapeutic care. I hope you can join with us on that journey and that your success can not only enrich your life, but other lives as well. Okay, so I'm, I'm asking myself, if the, if the general philosophy that you offer, you know, which is to allow the fear... And, and you offer very specific tools. If you go to a... Okay, so let's just say I am suffering from anxiety. I go to a therapist. If a therapist is very is, understands anxiety and has specific coaching around how to coach and, and training about anxiety, they will know this technique. However, some don't. Okay. Moving on. I am at, I'm on Amazon, it's the best, it's Dare, looks like you can buy this book here for 17 bones, used for $15, okay, it says, the new way to end anxiety and stop panic attacks, the line says, every once in a while, a book comes along that completely transforms that field, that, that is this book. Or this is that book for anxiety. Hmm. Okay. So he goes on. How are we doing on the ratings, Barry? How are you doing? You've got 84% at five stars. People must like this book. Okay. Let's review. And now we're going to get to the meat of this this week, which is the the review. The review. But But to start, Barry McDonough had panic himself created the, the uh, Panic Away curriculum and is an author, Dare. He may have some other books out there. He's from Ireland. I also, um, on he has a, on let's see, 33,000 subscribers on YouTube. 
And I like a lot of his videos. He offers a lot of tools, a lot of good tools for free. Okay, Barry. Coffee, and here we go. Here we go with the review. How's your all's anxiety this week, by the way? I'm curious. You know, send me an email. Support at Anxiety Help with Wes. You finding any tools? You have any programs you want to share? You want me to look into? Okay, so take a look at this. So this customer, D.E., gives it four stars. Not bad. It says, great book. Helped me a lot. See analysis. And here we go. From their first person point of view. All right. So I'm finally starting to come out this year. Uh, I've had a long bout of anxiety and have quite a few comments. Good and constructive about this book. Please do not tune this out because I'm not on the five-star train or this being long. I just hope my analysis will help you in your own journey. Here we go. And you know what I love? Thank you, D.E. You know what I notice is those of us with anxiety and who need help, gosh, we know what it's like. So we want to we want to help others with this. We don't want any way to feel the way we feel and so that's why I'm guessing DE takes the time to write this really fantastic breakdown. So DE starts with the pros. The pros, one through four. Number one, simple. This presents a simple method. Notice I said simple, not easy. It will likely take time and practice, but it is easy to spot where you went wrong. Number one, simple. Number two, personable. Barry talks to you like a friend and human being deserving of respect, not as a patient or lab rat as many other books do. Personable. Number three, it actually addresses the problem. It directly addresses fear of fear and a logical way out, unlike many books and psychiatrists, which will label you as this lifelong disabled requiring medication and management. Number four, 21st century adaptations. Dare program has apps, coaching, mindfulness meditations, social media outlets, etc. Yeah, uh, Wes here jumping out. I was talking with my wife this week about Katie Byron, who has um, the, this incredible program laid out. Now, we have some some challenges. I've found some of Katie Byron's tools to be very helpful, but we we. We have found some challenges. However, you cannot argue with the presentation. It's like the this presentation of this great meal. I mean, it's very easy to consume. So when I go to Dare and I go to the website, it's like here's the app, here's the here's the, here are the videos, here's um, tips. So those are the pros. Cons. Secondary source information. Here we go. This is not a breakthrough from the outside world of academia, quote, end quote, and certainly not deserving of the tagline. Every once in a while, a book comes along that completely transforms that field. This is that book for anxiety. Okay, outside of Barry describing his personal experiences, literally 80% of the, the contest is, <laughs> you meant content, is rework a rework from Dr. Claire Week's book, Hope and Help for Your Nerves, with vital points missing. Several sentences are copied and pasted from her book with only a word or so changed. If it wasn't for his book, I would have never found Dr. Claire Week's book since she's been dead for 30 years. There are more intelligent, more practical, more thorough, more empathetic, and more genuine than Barry's points than Barry's Dare book, in addition to containing many more vital points he didn't include. It also gave me encouragement that these are real problems, not a result of counterculture of the 1970s generation, snowflake, quote, millennials, social media, etc., as hope and help for your nerves. This was written in 1962, and it describes my life today to a T. Okay, jumping out. You know, uh, D.E., when, when I was, you know, when I was 
becoming familiar with Barry McDonough, I realized this as well. I, did, I, didn't, I do not know Dr. Claire Weeks. I haven't read her book, but by gosh, I'm gonna. I think we should do a review of, of Dr. Weeks, find out a little bit more about her life. But it, it validates, it validates uh, this, the same sense that I had. Okay. Next, Barry's approach. So here it is. D, diffuse. A, allow. R, run towards and E, engage. Diffuse, allow, run towards, engage. Dr. Weeks' approach. Face, accept, float, let time pass. And for float, that means basically accept on steroids. Very similar, young Barry. Hmm. But I guess if you're going to kind of steal, and I'm not saying you're stealing. It sounds like you've, you've brought a lot of ideas that work, and, and you're sharing those, and you've kind of made them somewhat your own, but you might as well use good ones, so good for you. Number two, the next con. The application of the DARE approach to outside of panic disorder, agoraphobia, fear of not fear, or excuse me, fear of fear, is not well defined. So, okay, moving forward. Barry claims the approach as written works for OCD, social anxiety, GAD, PTSD, depression, whatever you have. And several reviewers, including myself, are scratching our heads. Hmm? Is it true that mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, MBCT, the foundation of the D.A.R.E. book, can be applied to other problems? You just have to know how. So see my, she, she offers, D.E. rather offers a number of books that they recommend. That I'm going to say D.E. is a she. What do you think? D.E.? Do we know? Female? I have to I have to read this one again though before we move to the next one. I believe DE is challenging Barry's claim that this approach works for all of these other disorders in addition to panic disorder. Okay, we'll see. Number 3. Unhealthy negative approach to medication. Really? Okay. Barry talks down medication and every reference he makes to it, from claiming it's a myth that anxiety should be medicated away, people walking around with Xanax in their pockets as a crutch, etc. As Dr. Weeks describes in Brain Lock, gosh, and Brain Lock describes, applies even if you don't have OCD. There are appropriate and inappropriate uses of medications. Long-term use of benzodiazepines like Xanax, etc., leads to addiction. And long-term use of SSRIs is like, quote, walking a tightrope. If you aren't learning skills to cope with the anxiety when the SSRIs poop out, poop out, really? That's the word, poop out? Might be 12 months, might be 12 years after starting, you will fall down. Medication only prolongs the inevitable need to learn to accept the sensations. Unfortunately, many psychiatrists, including several of mine past, view it as a long-term solution to anxiety management as a model. Okay, so what then is an appropriate use of med- medication? Brainlock describes it best as a comparison to water wings. When a child is learning to swim, for me and many others, the anxiety, panic, and depression is simply too overwhelming to do anything. An SSRI lifted me up and and made it so much easier to be able to apply the DARE approach, just like, quote, water wings for swimming, in which air can be let out over time to lessen the flotation effect. The medication dose can be decreased slowly. Brainlock author said that most people he treated for OCD eventually require a low dosage or no medication, given that OCD is much more biological in nature than in than like anxiety depression disorder. 
it is highly encouraging that folks with other issues can do it too. Okay. So I, I read, I had a copy of Dare, and I think I lost it on a plane. And it's been years. So you're saying that Barry seems to offer a ne- speak of medication as a crutch, and then you're countering and saying, listen, if you, I need a little something to help me out of the pit in which to do the actual work. Okay, got it. That makes sense. And that seems to coincide with the research that I found. Like it can help, it can give us, it can take the edge off, so to speak. It can give us the ability, like a, a boost up in which we need to get started and then fade off. Okay. Number four, Barry's ego gets in the way at times. From the very beginning of the book, he said this, quote, journey is not for everyone. To his credit, there are some great chapters on not giving in to shame. But what if the D.A.R.E. program isn't enough? What if you do need medication? What if you need to leave your job schooling for a while? What if you need more help than traditional outpatient can provide? I tend to think it would make Barry look bad to discuss this as he makes this D.A.R.E. process feel fail-proof. At some point... People might be cured right away, okay? I was not one, and I struggled hard and almost threw the book in the trash can as I withdrew into a deep depression and shame feeling like a failure that the, quote, Amazon miracle cure, dare book on anxiety with 90% five stars could not cure me, okay? DE, you're saying that Barry makes this program sound like it's so good You don't need medication. You're not going to need more help. Just do this and you're good. Well, you did this and you were not good. It took more work and that you had to battle shame for this book not working. So I'm guessing your suggestion here is to Barry is to say, hey, look, this book will be very helpful for a lot of you. And if you need more help, if you need medication, that's okay. That's what it sounds like. That's what you would have liked to hear. Number five, and there are six of these before it moves to the next section. Okay, the D.A.R.E. book only discusses half of the problem for many people. What if your anxiety panic started because of insoluble problems, bad work, home situations, sorrow, guilt, disgrace? And so that is the issue number one, along with issue two of fear of the fear. Yeah. Dare will help with the, quote, fear of the fear, but half of Dr. Week's book covers issues like, number one, that the Dare book is missing. Also, chronic anxiety, panic, fear of fear, over time fatigues the body and mind and leads to, in this order, indecision, suggestibility, loss of confidence, feeling of personality, disintegration, feelings of unreality, obsession, depression, apathy. I myself got all the way to depression, apathy, and felt like, you know, I, this dare approach I, is not fully doing it for me. D- dare, Dr. Week's book and short-term medication helped me power through depression. Okay, let's break this down. I already mentioned this earlier, and I haven't read this yet, okay? This I'm just we're reading this together. When I'm when I'm reading the Barry story, I mentioned the fact that just simply coaching around fear of the fear does not address the problem that got us there anyway. That's why for my for me personally, I see five key elements in overcoming anxiety. I have five key, getting to know our anxiety, calming the body, organic food, which is food, movement, sleep, medication, breaking the cycle and moving forward. I have to have all five of those. And I hear what you're saying, D.E., that yes, this book played a part in my recovery. However, Dr. Week's book 
which addressed the reasons that got me there, as well as medication. Help me get through this. Okay. Number six, encourages engages, engaging. Boy, I'm struggling over some words this morning, aren't I? Let's try that. Let's try that again. Encourages engaging in activities too aggressively. Step E of dare is engage, which means fill yourself with activities. So here I was rushing here, rushing there, trying to occupy every second of my time doing relaxation exercises, physical exercises, doing mindfulness exercises three times a day, visiting the therapist, the therapist again, in order to be healed quickly. You know what? That only accelerated my decline into depression and apathy. I was spent, and I didn't know what was wrong with me. You have to do all this in moderation, Float along with it. Accept things for how they are. Do occupation only in your capacity, even if it means leaving work, school for a little while. I felt so much better after giving myself permission to sleep more, to feel bad, to be anxious. Okay, DE, you know I got to comment on, on what you're saying here. Listen, when I was going through my recovery, I'm a hard worker. I've always been a hard worker, okay? And um, I remember thinking, I'm going to use every second to recover. However, just like a workout, I can't, I can't be at the gym 10 hours a day. It's going to break my body down. It's the same for this work. I have to do it in moderation. I need a formula for the day. I've got to have my food in the day. I need my social. I need to work. I need uh, m- movement. I, I, I need this whole mix. So I got out of balance in trying to recover. Just harder equals better. That's a false belief I had growing up. Harder work doesn't always equal better. What about allowing good things to come easily? What about that motto sometimes? Or how about this? I find as a school counselor that when I am busy, when I am in the middle of the school year, I will also get sometimes more done outside of the school. Okay? So, sweat this. When I have accountability and I have a structure in place, I'm, a la- I'm able to get more done. But when I have more time to myself, today's philosophy is it's okay to do less. Just show up. Because without an accountability structure in place, I cannot do as much. It is harder for me to do more with more free time. So I'm okay with that. I, I let myself off the hook. I'm going to show up on some level. I don't have to be perfect. Especially if I'm high on anxiety. I talk to people all the time who say, you know what? When I wasn't on anxiety, when I, when I, I wasn't depressed and anxious, I was able to, I was a real go-getter. And now I'm, I'm not doing that. And I hear a lot of compare and despair. The me on anxiety <laughs> to the me without from years ago. All right. Listen, I can't expect, I can't compare myself and those shoes and my productivity. I have to look at myself right now and say, you know what? It's tough, and I'm not able to do as much as I could at one point, but maybe I'll get back to that because I'm fighting anxiety, possibly depression. I've got medication, which has an effect. It's okay to do a little bit less, but I'm still going to show up. I'm still going to do those things that I need to do, and if, if I let myself slip on something, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. That's okay. Does any of this make sense? Because I'm, I'm talking a lot in my head. And I'm also about to take my headphones off so I can't continue to hear myself. Okay. This is advice from DE to us. At this point in the review, DE gives 10 things, 10 pieces of advice. I'm in. Let's go. What do we got? And I'm scrolling. Where do we go? Okay. So DE says, number one, go slow and at your own pace. Everyone heals differently. Everyone, as Dr. Weeks said, some are cured after reading her book once. And some, it may take months, if not years. Okay. Don't exhaust yourself trying to be a hero. Go slow and at your own steady pace. Absolutely. Listen, slow and steady, consistent. 
there's a term, maybe you've heard it called, this is Wes again, exertion exhaustion, meaning I'm going to get a lot of motivation behind something. And sometimes I work with people and they do this, let's go, let's go get it, I'm ready. And then six weeks or two weeks later, it doesn't work and they're out. Listen, you got to stay the course. Show up. And my personal rule, this is an idea I was taught, 10 minutes. At minimum, if there's something I really need to do, I have to do 10 minutes. And then if I can go longer, and I'm kind of in the flow at that point, go longer. Go longer. For example, yesterday, it's the weekend, I needed to do some housework. And I've been putting off cleaning up the garage. Okay, the garage is a disaster. So I said, I'm going to do 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I have to do 10 minutes today. I ended up doing a couple hours. And uh, it was okay with that. And I didn't exhaust myself. But I just kind of got in a state, a flow state. That's right. But it's consistent. I was told if you do, like say you're going to the gym, if I can do a daily 30-minute workout versus a one-day, two-hour workout a week, I'm doing a lot better by consistently and in smaller increments showing up to that gym. Number two, expect to use DARE as a handbook. First time you read these books, it will be monumental. However, plan to keep uh, the Kindle version, for example, on your phone. Carry the book with you at times. When I get all panicky, I will read some from the books, and it helps almost, almost as much as Annex. That's right, D.E., and you know what else is? As you go from a, a panic state to a, a different state, we are able to see the words on the page differently. We are able to relate to it differently. That old, I didn't have ears to hear and eyes to see. Stay with something, and then with our relationship to it will begin to change. So I like that advice of carrying that book around. Number three, if you need more help, admit it. Don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. I was so afraid to ask for more help due to the stigma of having to leave work temporarily, but I did, and I am so glad that I did. Life is too short. The first step is a therapist and a psychiatrist for medication. Obviously, that step doesn't require leaving work or school. The second step is intensive outpatient program, IOP, which is three days a week, three hours a day, which can be done with part-time work or reduced hours. Next step, third step, partial hospitalization program, PHP, which is five days a week, six hours a day. Fourth and final step is inpatient hospitalization. But honestly, few anxious people need that unless they're facing drug addiction, suicidal urges, homicidal urges, etc. I like, DE, how you lay out kind of the, the increasing level of care based on need. Number four, get your friends, trusted family in the loop. Talk to your friends and trusted family members. I withdrew from my best friend for 10 months, and they thought I didn't want to be friends anymore. I finally explained to them, <laughs> what was going on, and at the same time that I was seeking more help, and they were extremely supportive. Well, most of them. That's the other thing I found out. When you suffer with anything, whether it be anxiety, cancer, etc., you'll find out who your true friends are. The ones who didn't support me, I pruned out of my life, and the ones that did are, well, we're even closer. So, hmm. Yeah, find your team. Who's, who's, who's on your team, you know? Number five, don't be afraid, disenchanted to try medication. Don't try to be a hero. If it's too much to handle with an honest effort at the DARE approach or another approach and a reasonable time passing, pursue medication. You have to be functional in your work and school domains so that you can financially afford to live. I tried to be a hero and do without medication and work. It just became too much to handle, and things declined to a point where I was depressed, and I had to leave work to recover. I have to agree with you here. Maybe it's not the first. We don't want to go to medication first. We don't want medication to be a crutch, but it is there. It is a tool, and people have found it helpful, and again, that's something to consider with yourself and your doctor and your team, and um, we'll go from there.
you can go from there. Number six, stay away from psychoanalysis, at least until you are less sensitized to anxiety. Okay, first off, let me define a psychoanalysis. Not all therapists are them. Psychoanalysis tries to determine causes from childhood trauma, pain, etc. Think of laying on the couch, Freud, etc. My mom died when I was age four. When I'm battling intense panic driven from a fear of fear in a bad work situation, do you think I want to talk about my mom dying? That made things horrible. Few people recover this way, so hold off them at least until you are less anxious. Always ask a new therapist his or her approach before visiting. Yes, the connection with the therapist and their style. So here's the deal. For anxiety, we have we, psychoanalysis, uh, visiting past traumas. Okay, that comes later. Okay, let's get you stabilized first and then maybe see if the mom dying at age four plays a part into your current uh, approach, your current view of life that might have uh, that that might have got you to this anxious point you know what I mean yeah that work needs to be done but it is not the work to get us out of anxiety it appears number seven make the most out of therapy appointments okay therapists do not want to admit it but bibliotherapy self-help through books has a very high success rate it's cheap you can buy a whole bookshelf of books Bookshelf, bookshelf of books for less than the price of one therapy session nowadays. So try the books first. They are written by world-class authors who know more about the specific subject than most therapists do. In my opinion, therapists are good for insoluble problems and seeing things that you can't see. So they will still provide value. You're absolutely correct. You know, I've talked about programs I've been involved with. There are... I'm willing to pay money, but I'm also willing to pay no money, meaning I'm willing to accept free help. There are programs that are free. There are groups that are free. There are local groups that may not be exactly for anxiety, but that may be helpful. Find that, you get those books, find that free stuff, and again, do it all in balance. Number eight, get out of a bad situation if you are able. Okay, hang on. Before I start this, there's an idea that circumstances play no part. You know what? you got to figure yourself out from the inside. A relationship, uh, being in a certain location will not help you. Yeah, it will. My life is much better in a relationship. My life is much better where I live in Tennessee than in Los Angeles. Okay, circumstances matter. I just, I, I heard that discounted for so long. So let's see what she's, D.E. says here. Wounds open daily are too slow to heal. It's not always wise for everyone to leave work or school due to a lack of organized occupation, but sometimes you got to. I was skeptical, but it helped me so much to heal before going back. Just knowing a few things. Everyone says, oh, uh, you are protected for having a disability. What does that mean? Look into your company HR policies as well as federal, state, local government regulations about what your rights are in the workplace. They can give you, quote, reasonable accommodation. That's called a 504, yes. But, uh, but they do not have to put up with a performance decline. If your performance is failing, look into FMLA or short-term disability. This gives you FMLA three months off unpaid protected, uh, unpaid protected protected per year in the U.S., okay? Your boss also is not your friend. I don't care what kind of mental health support, HR propaganda your company has. I don't care how kind and considerate your boss seems, willing to meet you outside for coffee, beer. Often, they do this to get more information out of you, which you are likely to give it if not careful about you know what you're dealing with, and this can put you in a vulnerable state. It happened to me. The truth is, they have to make business decisions based on your performance. Discrimination is not always easy to prove. You only tell them the minimum information needed per regulations and to cool their nerves about your behavior. Also, document everything. Conversations, harassment, if any exist by email, 
um, document it. Most therapists I've encountered in private practice have never worked for a typical job or corporation and are very disconnected with how to handle HR. So take their word with a grain of salt. Okay, two things to eat. One, I get that your, your state, your emotional state was so difficult that this work piece was huge for you. And what you ultimately did was found out the resources that were available to you and you took the time you needed to heal. Okay, I got it. Also, your boss is not your friend. Absolutely. I mean, do no, we can't. Sometimes people start to think that the, our work can be like this family and guess what it can. But keep in mind, this is a business going on here. This is a business. Some, I got to protect my emotions and say, you know what? This is a business transaction. And I'm glad we get along well, but I'm not necessarily to be friends with anybody. I'm here to do my job. So be, be beware of what you share. That goes back to the team. Who is my trusted team? That I, I have a team for this, and it's not people at my work, okay? Generally. Not my boss, anyway. Okay. Number nine. This is good stuff, I think. Pretty good stuff. Number nine, you will come out of this at the other end. This stuff always passes. I've felt horribly helpless and feel so much better now. You can do it if I can do it. That's true. You know, DE though, it doesn't. Maybe it helps to hear that sometimes. But ultimately, we've got to start saying that for ourselves. You know, I'm working on coming out of this. Number 10. The final tip here, be humble and kind. Everyone heals at their own rate. Some are unresponsive to medications and suffer hard for a very long time. I had a bout of anxiety in 2008 that I resolved quickly. Nowhere near as severe as today. For years, I had little patience for people with anxiety and other ailments and just thought, it's easy, go read this book, take this pill. Then I struggled hard this past year. My anxiety turned me from a very uptight, cutthroat, intolerant person to a person filled with kindness and compassion. Realize that sometimes good people struggle and need a chance to get back up again. You can't deal with anxiety, and this is Wes, you cannot deal with this stuff and not get a new perspective. I mean, if we're going to deal with this garbage, we might as well at least become better humans as a result. You know what I mean? We might, might as well have more empathy and compassion and perspective and sometimes when i deal with rude people or i'm able to i'm able to say this is just a sick little kid this is a sick old person this, this, who knows what their life is like and you know also when when i'm able to not judge and and just even kind of feel sorry for them and and let go that um that i'm better so i i could have a very a very strong appeal to selfishness here to to be kind and humble. That's okay. But that is the approach I, I try to take. And they list uh, 10 books right here. Dare, Hope and Help for Your Nerves, Dr. Claire Weeks. If you would like to hear me do do a thing on Dr. Claire Weeks, give me send me send me a little something. Also, I got a review this week. I, I now have 12 ratings, okay? And someone... I think named Joe came up and put this like really powerful, really like, hey, I enjoy listening to Wes when I'm in the car. Thank you for the work that you do. Um, Joe, thank you for that. Is it Joe? Let's go. Let's see. Is it Joe? Yeah, Joe wrote on Wednesday, Wes is the man. Dude, that gives me some fuel. Thank you, brother. Okay, number three, The Mindful Way Through Depression by Mark Williams and John Teasdale. Number four, Essential Help for Your Nerves, two books in one. Oh, okay, Dr. Claire Weeks. You're you're loving you some Dr. Weeks, huh? Number five, if you suffer from agoraphobia, read Simple Effective Treatment of Agoraphobia by Dr. Claire Weeks. Number six, OCD, Brain Lock. You referred to Brain Lock by Dr. Jeffrey M. Schwartz. Brain Lock, OCD. Number seven, this is for depression. It's called The Depression Cure by Stephen Ilardi. I-L-A-R-D-I. I will, uh, I will p- 
put those books in uh, the show notes. Show notes. Don't I sound so fancy? I will put those in there. I will put a link to this uh, customer review and the Dare book. And you know, you know how we do. Okay, that's it. Okay, can we review here? Okay, we're talking about Barry McDonough. Okay, Barry McDonough, Panic Away, and the Dare book, D-A-R-E. It looks as if he has some awesome tools. Go, I, I really like his YouTube page. I've seen him driving in a car talking about anxiety in a car. I think he's got a, a viral video about being in a plane and fear on a plane. Thanks, Barry. I love I love your work here. I, I think the only challenging feedback you're you're getting here is just some of your sales approach and acting. It sounds like you've kind of repurposed, repackaged incredible information and nothing is wrong with that. Uh, but but maybe a tip of the hat is needed to to who you're kind of getting this from, you know. I, I am for myself. I am I steal materials in a way, and I, I take five or six things. For example, I have a problem solving formula, problem solving in seven steps that I have added my own touch to, but I, I took a couple other formulas and 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 it works for me. So I guess it's mine, but I am borrowing from others. And then we had DE bringing the review and bringing these incredible tools, this review of the pros and cons of this book, as well as what the, the top 10 things that they found helpful. And I'm just going to look at that very quickly again. Get out of a bad situation. Yeah, you can change the situation. Get, get a lot out of therapy. Know that you're going to come out of this at the end. Try to be humble and kind. Try medication if you need it. Put your trusted people in the loop. Admit that you need help. Stop trying to put up this fakeade that you got it going on when you need, you're in a bad spot. Uh, keep the dare book or another tool like as a handbook. Print out a notebook or a folder. Also, go slow. Go at your own pace. If you can only do a few minutes a day, do that few minutes a day. All right. Gosh, you're getting me fired up here. Don't. I'm a, I'm about to get my crayon. Don't you dare get me started. Support at anxiety help with Wes. We are moving. If somebody, I'll tell you what I'm, this is what I'm going to end with. I keep thinking about putting on like a meeting, you know, like a Zoom meeting or something or uh, or using another program. And if we want to do a group about anxiety that I'm kind of, you know, the facilitator and that we're getting our anxiety support on for each other. That's what I'm considering. If you would be interested in joining, send me a message and that will give me some data to indicate that some of you maybe up for this. All right. Go enjoy your Sunday. Don't get COVID, please. Be safe. What am I talking about? I, I'm not the guy that tells people to be safe. So I'm, I'm stopping right there. Bye.